0: This is the last time I pose for a sculpture. Here, how much longer are you going to be practical at
1: arms are getting tired. You can rest now. There, finished at last. Well, Socrates, what do you think?
2: It's a magnificent, the most beautiful piece of sculpture I've ever
1: seen. Yes, it's
0: a good likeness, isn't it?
1: Be quiet, eh, hey, babe? Oh, what are you going to call it? As I shall call it, the Venus de Milo. Yes, it's
2: a catchy title, but there's one thing you've overlooked. How on earth are you going to get it through the door?
1: Ah, I never thought of that.
2: I'm afraid you'll have to chip some of it off. Oh dear,
1: after all the work I've put in on her extremity. Oh, I'm loath to do it. So I suppose it's the only way. Oh well, here goes.
2: That was an excerpt from A Farewell to Anne.
3: <laughs>
4: Another of the books we recommended to read especially during the next half hour. Meanwhile, for those who can't read, here's a sort of radio show which is beyond our ken. Among those taking part are Jelly Beal magnate Gordon Mylander,
2: Peter Lolita Papita
4: Juanita Macmillan. <laughs> Ben Gunn and his musical teases. The House of Lords ice hockey team. Leslie Campdown. Miss Amelia Birdwatcher. I bet
0: she'd do anything for a lark.
4: <laughs> to continue, Fenella Valmouth, Gypsy Rose Featherstone Hall, and of course Mr. Kenneth Horn, who prefers to remain anonymous. Ladies and gentlemen, Kenneth Horn. <laughs>
5: Good evening. Welcome to Beyond Our Ken, the only show that dares to bring you Beyond Our Ken. Matter of fact, we received a telegram the other day from the head of Variety, which read... heard your show (laughs) (laughs) stop." Which we all appreciated very much. However, let me, as usual, tell you what I did last week. On Monday, I went to the fun fair at Battersea, spent all my time on the rifle range. I shot two glass ashtrays, a plaster Alsatian and a cuddly teddy bear, for which I won six clay pipes.
3: <laughs>
5: Tuesday, uh, Tuesday, I didn't have much on, so I got into the bath. <laughs> it wasn't a complete waste of time, because I managed to catch up on some of my correspondence with my new pen that writes underwater. As a matter of fact, I had a reply to one of my letters this morning, which said, dear sir, in reply to your foggy mess of the 15th, <laughs> I know that you have now gone into liquidation Wednesday, I decided to get rid of a few items of furniture, and the second-hand dealer turned out to be a rather attractive young lady. Well, we didn't get very far, unfortunately, because, as she said...
0: I'm sorry, Mr. Horne, but I'm afraid I can't allow anything on the couch.
3: <laughs>
5: However, on, on Thursday, I spent a quiet day at home working away with my knitting needles and a roll of fleck. I'm knitting an electric blanket. <laughs> Cable fish, of course. And I just completed a row of one pearl, two plain, and three amps when when Prudence swept into the room. Prudence, sweep it out again.
0: Oh, but sir, I was just trying to brush it under the carpet.
5: Well, you always do, Prudence. This is the only carpet in Kensington with a pile underneath. Do you, know, do you know I have to walk uphill to the piano? Now, Prudence, answer the doorbell.
0: But it isn't ringing, sir.
5: Now what's your excuse?
0: Oh, here I go again. The people that call at this house...
5: Who is it, Prudence?
1: Well,
0: I don't really know, sir. He looks like a cross between a Canadian mountain and a Swiss yodeler. He's got flags in his socks, a feather in his hat, and his tie is stuck in a serviette ring. Madam, I'm a scout. <laughs> well, now, are you? But well, you won't find any Indians here
5: All right, all right, leave this to me Oh, good gracious, it's the Boy Scout Come in, sir, won't you? Thank it, sir
1: All right, chaps, take the quick cart to HQ. I'll walk back
5: I say, uh, don't you bloke usually carry a pole around?
1: Yes, but you know what it is these days You can't get the staff <laughs> <laughs> I say, look here, my name's Peter Chisholm. All the chaps call me Cheesy Chisholm. I'm the uh, scoutmaster for 7th Kensington Gorting.
5: Oh, jolly good. Come into the
1: below. Oh, I say. Sir, what a sniffing log fire. You know, the smell of wood smoke really does something to our chaps. Really? Now, there. What? It makes us score.
5: <laughs>
1: I bet it took a good few matches to get that fire going.
5: Didn't use one. Good
1: for you, sir. You, you rub two sticks
5: together. No. You... You didn't do it
1: with a magnifying glass in the sun, did you?
5: No. Well, then how? I turned it on. It's an electric fire.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, those logs are jaffier, they Still, bit of a cheat, isn't it? I mean, we in scouting like to rough it a bit. Nothing like the good old simple down-to-earth fresh, wholesome sort of life. Careful drink? A dry martini, please.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: now, sir, the point is, we'd like you to join our mob. Me? A scout? Yes. We think you'd be a great asset to us. We've also spotted you helping old ladies across the street. Oh. And young ladies, too. (laughs) And what's more, sir, we also saw you trying to give ten shillings to an old tramp on the corner.
5: That was my bookmaker. Uh,
1: (laughs) Well, anyway, uh, perhaps you'd like to come down to our scout hut and see us in action.
5: Oh, I don't mind. Tell me, how do I get there?
1: Now, this is where the practical side of scouting the things into action. (laughs) According to my compass, it's uh, north or east. The wind is blowing from the south, the sun sets in the west, we are on north degrees longitude. So, allowing for a slight margin of error and taking into consideration the distance factor, I'd say that. Yes, I've got
5: it. Well, where is it? Next orbit,
3: one. <laughs>
5: ah, this must be it. Uh,
0: excuse me, is this the boy scout? No, yeah, no, we have a girl died. Oh, good gracious, it's a man. <laughs> oh, that girl's oh, I saw him first.
5: Well, actually, I was looking for the count.
0: Oh, that over there, the other side of the barbed wire.
5: There. Oh, well, thank you, I'll just... Uh, no, no,
0: no, no, please don't run along. <laughs> oh, come in, we're just about to have a sing-song round the campfire. <laughs> That's right, pull up a toad's door. Now, girls, we're going to be entertained by Tawny Owl. Tawny Owl, to wit a woo. To wit
5: a woo. Oh, I'd recognize that. To wit a woo anywhere. Good heavens, it's Pat Lancaster.
6: Hello,
5: Ken. So, Pat, you're a girl guide this week, eh? Yes.
6: I think the writers are trying to give me a good name.
5: Well, you, you do your good deeds of the day and sing that.
6: It's a grand night for singing. The moon is flying high. And somewhere a bird who is bound to be heard is throwing his heart the sky. It's a grand night for singing. The stars are quite above. The earth is aglow and to add to this show I think I am falling in love Falling, falling in love Maybe it's more than the moon Maybe it's more than the bird Maybe it's more than the sight of the night In a life too lovely for words Maybe it's more than the earth, shiny and silvery blue. Maybe the reason I'm feeling this way has something to do with you. It's a grand night for singing. The moon is flying high. And somewhere above, who is bound to be heard, is throwing his heart at the sky. The grand night of singing stars are bright above. The earth is aglow, and to add to the show, I sing high.
5: nice, that And thank you, guide captain. Not at
0: all. Oh, do come and see us again.
5: Yes, yes. Well, goodbye.
0: To the woo
5: oh. Now, then, the scout hut must be this one. Oh, there's someone peering through the window at me. Hey, tinker look,
2: it's a full moon.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen it this close before. <laughs> Here, Ginger. Has the man in the moon got a carnation in his buttonhole? What's going on, Ghibli? I say it, Mr. Horn. Quick, let him in, someone.
5: Ah, oh, there you are, Chisholm.
1: Jolly decent of you to look in on, us. <laughs> I say, chap, this is Kenneth Horn. Well, yeah, I say, you really, Kenny Horn. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Kenny Horn is on the radio every week. Yes, that's right. He that over yonder cave. Yeah. All right. See him, chap.
6: <laughs> 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 well,
3: well,
1: All right, all right. That's enough. Let him go now. Ooh. You're in luck, sir. They like you. <laughs> uh, by the way, sir, this is patrol leader Jeremy Arbuthnot. How do you do? I'm a Sea wits. <laughs> yeah. Hi. Okay. Would you like a glass of wine? A glass of wine? Yes, we make it ourselves. It's Chateau Nerf de Toubet. <laughs> All right, yes, I'll try some. Good. Say, send <laughs> the grapes out. Start treading. <laughs> now, Mr. Horne, would you like white wine or red wine? Oh, I, I think red is. Right. Paddy, <laughs> put your red socks on. <laughs> Mr. Horn, are you learning about
5: our little troop? I certainly am. Look, Mr. Tino Arbuthnot, he seems rather advanced. Oh, yes, well, he hasn't been with us for very long. He's typical of so
1: many of the modern generation, you know, growing up with a chip on his shoulder.
5: Oh, I thought that was his head.
1: <laughs> uh, actually, there's rather an interesting story about Arbuthnot. You see, only a short time ago, he was a somewhat flashily dressed youth with long, greasy hair, rubbing the pile off his velvet collar. Mm hmm. He was the ringleader of all the Kensington Gaul thereabouts. Uh, they used to meet in that Welsh coffee bar, the, the two ice for Well,
2: <laughs> you can just picture it all. Ah,
6: it. oh,
2: Tallulah. <laughs> you are the most.
3: Um.
0: Thanks, Rocky. Well, the
1: music thought like, you are real cool. I love the way you just stand there and go, oh, I dig you like crazy.
0: Rocky, you're so poetic. Even Shakespeare never said things like that.
1: You haven't been seeing him again.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> of no, course That was ever so long ago. I'll
1: buy another drink, too. No, no, Rocky,
0: He's have had enough. Who
1: okay, cares? Let's live a little. Patrick, two frothy coffees. Two. Rato, two frothy coffees coming up. There you are. Oh, thanks. Well, he is mad in your eyes.
3: <laughs> Rocky, mind where you blowing your
1: throat? Yes, he yes, you.
0: <laughs> oh, you're a wild one. Mm. They'll never tame you. Oh, you're all right.
1: I've got a devil in me tonight. Let's do something violent. What? Let's go to the at dancing school in chachar during the velita lesson.
3: <laughs>
1: Rocky, have you taken leave of your senses?
3: You keep
1: out of this, Rocky. i your be a strange
4: I'm not surprised you're feeling strange. (laughs) And the last hour you've had 34 cups of coffee, 15 lemon teas, three cheese rolls, five tubs of ice cream, and a lobster mayonnaise.
6: Leave him alone. He's all mixed
3: up inside. (laughs)
2: Ah, uh, thanks, dear. I'm proud you're my girl. With your mullet sweater and your long beads, I know I can always count on you. <laughs>
3: oh,
0: Rocky, you're not so bad yourself. Oh. How handsome you are in your fluorescent jeans. You're swaying creepers. And your black leather jacket with Alma Cogan stenciled on the back. Yeah,
2: and I think my dad wants me to join the Scouts. They won't get me into that dark uniform. Oh, Tallulah, why can't I be a, a great rock and roll singer? But
3: you could be. It's no use.
2: <laughs> oh, I try. He's turning me down. It's all because I can't snap his fingers. <laughs>
0: Perhaps the world isn't ready yet for another Elvis Presley.
4: Personally, I don't think they were ever ready for the first one. <laughs> look out.
0: Look out, Rockin. Here comes your father.
2: I thought I'd find you here, you little perisher. I thought I told you to go to the Scouts meeting. I'm not joining, no doubt. So oh, you still defy me, do you? <laughs> well, I didn't want to have to do this to you, son, but you forced me. Salula? And you have a kid I've got something to tell you about this boy You all know him as Rocky Steele. No, Dan, no, 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 no That is not his right name Say you can't do it Oh, yes, that. I can <laughs> Now, listen, everyone His real name is Jeremy Harbour <laughs> Oh, not and dry, Hey, where's your mother called Jeremy? Oh, Dan, how couldn't you? Oh, you've distraught me in one of my I'll oh, never be able to hold up my head again. Well, goodbye to Lula. Don't you speak me. Oh, it was fun well enough. Goodbye, all. Come along, son. The
1: scouts is waiting. <laughs>
5: So that's the story, eh? Yes,
1: Mr. Horn. And once he's had a taste of this life, he completely changed. After reading Scouting for Boys, he wasn't interested in Scouting for Girls.
5: <laughs> well, it's really remarkable.
1: Yes. Yeah, just goes to show that we can reform even the most degenerate layabouts.
5: Well, in that case, I've got some more recruits for you. A oh,
1: good show. Sure. Who?
5: Well,
3: there's Kenneth Williams, Hugh Paddock, Bill Pertwee, Paul Fennel eh? <laughs>
5: And from scouts, we turn to another group who've been out scouting the songs. This week, we've tracked down one called Round Her Neck, She Wore a Golden Locket. So be prepared, it's the Fraser Hayes Fall. Round Her Neck, she wore a golden locket. She wore it in the
2: springtime and in the month of May. And if you ask her why the heck she wore it, she wore it for her. L'Anticilio Go, go, go Behind the door her Father kept his shotgun He shot him in the same time And in the months of May Now on his way She placed the wreath of roses She placed it for her lover Who would come up far away
4: Documentary feature, Horn of (laughs) Armour. Yes, once again, Kenneth Horn and his team of investigators bring you a factual report on topics of immediate interest. (laughs) And tonight, we present a close-up on show business. Are there no people like the people in the theater?
5: Or are there just no people in the theater? (laughs) Well, first, let's get one or two opinions from people in show business. You, sir. Now, Now, what do you do?
4: Uh, Yes, well, I perform one of the most difficult
1: feats
2: in show business. Uh,
1: First, I lock myself inside a glass case, and uh, my assistant fills the case with gas. Uh, Then I strike two matches. Yes.
5: What's so difficult about that? Striking the second match. (laughs) And finally, let's have a word with a film actor. Uh, Good evening. Good evening. Now... (laughs) What was your best role? Well, my favorite part was in
2: the barrage of Wimpole Street a marvelous scene when I chased the parlour maid upstairs. Oh, I, I don't remember that scene. Well, no, the
5: I cut it out. Why was that? I caught her. Let's now turn to another aspect of show business, the relationship of performer and audience. And naturally, every artist thrives on the warmth and applause of those who he seeks to entertain. How disheartening, then, when the efforts of a gifted company are greeted with indifference. <laughs>
2: Justin, I've never seen such terrible display in all my life. Here, yeah, then, we'll throw some of these. Oh, rotten tomatoes. What a good idea. There, take that. Oh, oh shot them? Well. Right on the nose. Give us another one. Oh, you yeah. rotten lot. Take that. And that. Uh, where are those eggs? They've thrown them, Mars. Oh. I've only got to shed dress. Oh, that'll do now. Watch this. Here. <laughs>
3: Yeah,
2: that'll teach him for being such a rotten
5: audience. From the serious theater, we now consider the variety stage. And of the many different kinds of variety acts, one that always fascinates us is the magician. And one of those mystifying tricks in the magician's bag has always been sawing a woman in half. Now, what's the secret of this illusion? We sent our commentator, Cecil Snaith, to investigate.
1: Well, listeners i'm speaking to you from the stage of the coin theater having volunteered to assist the great coldini in his world-famous trick of throwing someone in half and that is his signal for the famous box he brought on uh, exciting moment, of course although i i know that in the hands of the great coldini nothing can go wrong
4: right in the box mike
1: yes <laughs> well, that was the great coldini himself and uh, Now, there's no time getting it into the box. So it's, uh, it's very quite comfortable, and we're uh, just closing it down. Not the though, the box. <laughs> <coughs> now, the magician has
4: taken the straw in his hand he is about to begin this amazing illusion. In a few moments, I hope to be telling you exactly how it's done. <coughs>
5: Good old Cecil Snape, still doing things by halves. Well, now, one of the most disturbing features of show business today is the fact that so many variety theaters are being closed down to make way for blocks of offices. We wonder, however, whether the spirit of the theater still lingers on in these premises. Take, for instance, the case of Hodgkinson & Butler Limited, whose new office was once... The old empire theatre. Let's join them at one of their shareholders' meetings. Hello, shareholders. How do. Well, we're ready with another spot
2: of only fun from the boardroom. And first, here's a report on the company affairs given to us by the share gazers. No and for further comments. <laughs> Let's listen now to the sales manager and his assistant. No No sales in the sunset.
1: sunset. No sales in
4: the The morning. We're beginning to wish that
2: classic fiber substitute and industrial cliff moldings had Had never never been been
3: born. born. (laughs)
2: And now the moment you've been waiting for, direct from his unsuccessful tour of the bank,
3: <laughs>
2: our chairman, Sir Henry Toby Jug, Hodgkinson.
4: Stop the music. We've heard it before. Right. No, so I won't kick the cigar out of his mouth. I'm not stopping.
3: Hey. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Coming here today, a fella came up to me, a year older he was. He said, I want to know how we stand. I said, I don't know, it's a miracle. Magic <laughs> lady loosened them up. But seriously
3: though.
4: <laughs> but seriously though, boys and girls, I'm going to ask you out. All join me in singing the comedy song. All together now. Oh, we ain't got a
3: barrel of fire.
5: Kenneth Horne saying goodbye for now and leaving you with this thought. When a garage attendant goes dancing, does he wear petrol Tom? Good night.
3: <laughs>
4: you have either been listening to a lot of just missed Beyond Our Ken, a sort of recorded radio show which gave employment to Kenneth Horne and also to Kenneth Williams, Hugh Paddock, Betty Marsden, Bill Pertwee, Patricia Lancaster, the Fraser Hayes Four, and the BBC Variety Orchestra, conducted by Paul Ferrelli. The script, believe it or not, was written, and letters of complaint should be sent to Eric Merriman and Barry Took. However, the onus must inevitably fall on our producer, Jake Brown. <laughs>